Coinbase has a chance to crush the SEC in court, to decapitate them, to get their entire case thrown out. And nobody seemingly is talking about it. But what I do know is all of our favorite crypto lawyers are headed to court today to watch, to support Coinbase, and hopefully to see the judge make some epic comments about all the things that the SEC is doing wrong, because that's what we've come to expect in court over the past few months. Now, we're so lucky today. I have legend John Deaton here. He's going to court at 10 o'clock, but he's decided to join us at 9 and discuss what's happening in this case, what it could mean, what the options are, and why it's so huge for the crypto industry. And of course, I've got Texas West Capital on the back end sharing his best trades and charts and a couple new things today, like a $100 giveaway every single day at the end of the stream. I'm just going to give you guys some of my money, little good faith and karma, get the bull market running again. You guys don't want to miss this stream. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. You'll notice there's a banner going down across the bottom. I'll tell you about our new sponsor later after I'm done with John, but pretty exciting that we're uh, starting to let the sponsors trickle back in after taking what feels like 10 years off uh, of accepting any of them. Guys, today is an absolutely huge day. I'm not going to waste your time. Except for to tell you that I'm giving away 100 bucks at the end of every single stream. So you guys have to be there in the comments. We're going to ask you some funny questions. Choose the best comments. We will get to that. But here he is, Mr. John Deaton. Dude, you're ready. You're dressed. You got court today. You're going to cheer. This is like the Super Bowl of, uh, of crypto lawyerdom, right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Scott. Um, listen, you're not, you're not overselling what today could represent. Just everyone should know this. In the Ripple case, the judge didn't even have an oral argument for the summary judgment motion. And so motions to dismiss in the Southern District of New York are rarely granted. And this judge has set a four hour hearing, two hours on each side, which means Judge Falia is really digging into this. And this is going to be exciting. So, right. Obviously, this is the big story. But Judge Failure is no stranger to the crypto industry, right? I mean, we've seen it in this district. But as you pointed out to me before the stream, this is the person who did the Uniswap case. Yeah, there's no judge, in my opinion, in the country that is more uh, knowledgeable about blockchain and crypto than Judge Failure. A, because in the Southern District, you know, you've had the Telegram case, you've had the Ripple case, you've had the Terra case. Uh, but she ruled uh, on the Uniswap. She dismissed a class action by basically recognizing the decentralized nature of Uniswap and that there really was no one to hold accountable, so to speak. But she made some very important uh, comments in that case. You know, she literally called ETH a commodity. That's intentional. She called it a crypto commodity. And she also said, look, Congress has not told the public what constitutes uh, a security under crypto or not. In other words, she said, we don't know if these are cryptos, uh, uh, securities, commodities, or something else. That's what she said in her decision, and that Congress needed to do its job. In so many words is, is how you could read it. So the major questions doctrine, the fact that Gary Gensler said that uh, – Coinbase and other exchanges fall outside of the regulatory scope of both the SEC and the CFTC. When you add all that up, it makes today very interesting. So you could effectively have a judge saying the SEC doesn't even have jurisdiction here. They don't even have the right to try this case, basically, because it's not under their jurisdiction. Exchanges are not their business. Get out of here. Absolutely. And also know this, that there's no case that the SEC can cite in the entire history since Howie. So we're talking 80 years. They don't have a single case where they can cite that secondary sales of an asset, even if it was an investment contract in the uh, at its origin, that these are also subsequent securities per se. You know, they have to do a Howie analysis for each one. But, but this judge, you know, when you take the blind bid ask, if you look at Judge Torres's decision in the Ripple case where she said, look, it's a blind bid ask situation. How do you rely on someone that you don't know is selling the token? And so um, 
she could rely, take that. She takes the fact that Gary Gensler said that they don't have jurisdiction before uh, he changed his mind and did a 180. You take all the things that have happened in the Ripple case, the Terraforms case, the, the Uniswap case. And listen, most people are going to tell you that there's a 90 percent chance that she denies this motion to dismiss. Of course. And, and and I've said that it's probably a 40 percent chance that, S, that that Coinbase could get a victory. Now, a lot of people disagree with me. They think I'm too high. But you remember in spaces back in like November or December, I said, listen, don't this has teeth to it. This could be you've a been saying it for thing. literally months. I mean, you've, you've been talking about this coming for months and it seems like it just hasn't really gained a groundswell of excitement in the community. Maybe it's because we've been so consumed with the ETF that nobody's paying attention to this. But people forget how we felt nine or 10 months ago when the SEC came after Coinbase and Binance back to back. At that time, the judges hadn't pushed back in Ripple, the Voyager bankruptcy, Grayscale, none of them. We thought at that time, the consensus in the community was the SEC is going to kill us. Yeah. And here's the thing. Judge Failure has been paying attention to all this. In the first hearing that she had in this Coinbase SEC case, Scott, she literally said to the SEC, wait a minute, two years ago, you granted the registration in the IPO. And two years later, you're saying the whole business model is illegal. And not just that, Scott, this is what people have, have failed to understand is that the SEC allowed Coinbase to accelerate its, its registration statement in order for it. If you look at the statutory language, in order for the SEC to grant acceleration, they have to make a finding that the acceleration is in the public's best interest. So two years ago, they're like, yeah, let's speed this up because it's in the public's best interest. And then two years later, because we have a pol political hack as the chairman basically saying, oh, no, the whole business model is illegal. You know, it's right. it makes perfect sense. So obviously, James Murphy, who I have on all the time, met a law man. Great guy. I think you guys will probably be hanging out today. <laughs> I know he's going. Yeah. Uh, he basically summarized really quickly what could hap happen today, right? Uh, I'll go through them quickly. Option Please. one judge denies the Coinbase motion. Low bar for the SEC basically just moves on to discovery like Ripple did, right? Judge yep. grants Coinbase mo motion with prejudice. This means the entire case is dismissed. This is probably the lowest uh, percentage scenario, right? To your point, people think. Right. Judge grants motion without prejudice. Uh, SEC gets a chance to amend the complaint to cure deficiencies cited by the judge. So the judge basically says, like, these are the parts I don't like about it, but the SEC gets to come back and fix that. Yeah. Option four, judge grants motion with respect to the claims relating to the 13 crypto tokens, but denies with respect to the staking service, sort of a mixed judgment, right? Yeah. Um, you think there's a 40% chance that we get the uh, with prejudice, which would be amazing. But is this a pretty good summary of what you think could happen? Oh, no, James is, is 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 on. The only thing I'd say is I think he said that if it's denied, there'd be a year of discovery. I think it's probably 18 months to two years of discovery. Uh, but Gensler will probably be gone. Yeah, he's 100% he's on. You know, Here's the thing, that 40% that I'm talking about, I think that option four that you just said to your audience that James came up with is where the judge says, listen, uh, the tokens themselves fall outside the, the SEC's jurisdiction for all the reasons we've talked about. But the staking issue, it is more of a direct thing with Coinbase and whether it comes down to whether Coinbase's involvement is more like it was in the, the staking that, um, that Kraken you know, settled for. They settled, right. right. Right, that they settled for. So uh, I don't see an, all, an outright victory where the judge does, you know, granted motion to dismiss 100%. If she is going to to give Coinbase a huge victory, it would be that option four that you just articulated that James uh, brought up. Right. Listen, in my title, it says Coinbase would crush the SEC today, parentheses, huge for all coins. I think that this is would be even bigger for all coins in a scenario like that than the Ripple judgment. Because oh, this has been the argument against all coins in the United States is that they're all unregistered securities. We shouldn't be able to trade them. If the judge comes in at option two or four, I believe, are the two. I mean, it's it's like all coin palooza as far as oh, regulatory. Yeah, You're 100 percent on uh, this case is minimum 10 times bigger than the Ripple case. And the reason I say that is because the judge in the Ripple case really limited to XRP and the facts in that case. And the SEC didn't do it. 
And then she, in her uh, second decision, when they were seeking an interlocutory appeal, she basically limited to the facts of the case. Here, we're talking about 13 tokens. You're talking about Cardano, Filecoin. Matic, uh, I think. Matic, Even Solana Matic, might have been. I, I don't remember. Yeah, Solana. I think I can't remember what was named in Binance and what was named in Coinbase. Right, passively, right, right. there's like 50 of them. But I think it was Solana, Matic. Cardano, automatic, ICP, uh, Filecoin, Sand. Um, so those are big. I mean, just take Solana and Cardano, Matic, Filecoin. Uh, those are huge. And so if the judge grants the motion to uh, to dismiss on the tokens, it is exactly what you described. It is, what was it, Outcoin Belooza, would you say? Belooza, you know, like Belooza. uh, like, uh Lollapalooza, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Alt Coachella, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine if if a written decision came out like that, you would see, you know, it would be one of the first times where the altcoins completely disassociated with Bitcoin and did their own independent run, in my opinion. So, why do you think that the judge gave us this gift? That we're going to get to hear this four (laughs) hours of this argument? Because, like you said, even in Ripple, they didn't at all. Is this because? The legal system has had kind of enough very clearly of the SEC and is actually willing to let people speak at this point. Yeah. And I, I think the judge really is wrestling with this and sees this as is something that's very unique. It's not a typical motion to dismiss. I mean, you have the, the Hinman emails talked about this regulatory gap where the SEC's senior uh, counsel for the entire SEC said that altcoins fall in a regulatory gap. That means it's outside the CFT and outside the SEC. And then you got Gensler's sworn testimony saying the same thing. But not just that. I think the judge is paying attention. I mean, I think we've all had enough of the SEC's behavior. I mean, in the Ripple case, you have a federal judge that is probably friends with Judge Failure saying you have no faithful allegiance to the law. You have the grayscale arbitrary and capricious decision. And then you have the debt box situation where they're going in and lying in crypto cases. And so I think the judge is seriously considering that. And and that's why I say there's a 40 percent chance. Any other motion dismissed, Scott, I would be with all the other career securities lawyers saying, you know, you got a 5 percent chance at best. But but I think there's real teeth here. And I think that's why she's not just doing this perfunctory. She's not just saying, oh, let me let me listen to lawyers for four hours. She wants to get in here. And I believe she knows that the Supreme Court, if she were to rule the the SEC lacks jurisdiction over these tokens, the Supreme Court of the United States is going to uphold her. I can't predict the Second Circuit as as confidently as I can the Supreme Court, but it would be a huge deal. Huge. It'd be the biggest victory in in crypto. How good is Coinbase's legal team? Outstanding. Outstanding. I I mean, listen, uh, part of me wants to be tagged in so I can get up there and argue. But at the same time, they're a lot more brilliant than I am. Let me just be honest. Okay. So Yeah. And so we have the fact that this could be thrown out entirely just because the SEC doesn't even have jurisdiction as an exchange in general. Right. Are there other curveballs we could see here? Maybe other reasons that the judge could throw this out that we're not thinking about or that we haven't discussed? You know, I mean, I, nothing that I can see that's that's been briefed and whatnot. Uh, but I will tell you this. I predict that the judge makes comments that are going to lit X on fire. I that's do, what I want. I told I you that right before we started. I said, I don't know. You, you're, you're much more bullish and I trust you that this could be completely thrown out. All I want is the sound bites that we can retweet for the next six months about how the judge <laughs> dunked on the SEC once again. Because that's all. That's what we've gotten from a lot of previous cases. And it really has teeth. I mean, the, the court of public opinion is crushing the SEC. Yeah, I mean, but but it's all well deserved. It's it's not like the SEC is being treated unfairly here. They they have intentionally, for whatever reason, decided to go all out against crypto for political reasons. And the judge knows that. That's what I'm getting at. Judge Failure knows that what we're experiencing isn't about the law. You know, when when she asked the SEC, wait a minute, how do you grant a registration statement? two years later, accelerate it for the public good, and then turn around and say the whole damn thing is illegal. And, and and what guidance have you given these market participants? That's what she said. And the SEC said, 
Well, the guidance is clear. Read Howie, Judge. All they got to do is read Howie. And the judge wouldn't didn't didn't allow that. She said, "How do these people, investors, developers, or whoever, how do they know that the SEC isn't going to turn around later and cause something a security that they've allowed to to?" to be in the free market for years. And I think that's part of the Ripple case where seven and a half years after it's being publicly traded in the country, all of a sudden the SEC says, oh no, it's always been a, a security. And so I think that the judge is fed up and had enough of the politics. People's lives are at stake. People's financial freedom and financial future is at stake. And, and, and I think she's taking it serious. I'm very high on these judges, Judge Torres, Judge Fellier, Judge Netburn, outstanding judges. And the SEC, when they did list these passively without going after any of these actual platforms or projects themselves, wrecked the price. I mean, they're up now, but people might not remember. And here it is, Meta Lawman. Here were the 13 tokens. Solana, uh, Cardano, Matic, Filecoin, Sand, AXS, uh, Chili's, Flow, ICP, Near, Voyager, that's dead, uh, Dash, and and Nexa, right? I mean, when they listed these without actually, you know, this was like a, a really just disgusting strategy by the SEC to just oh, arbitrarily actually. list, uh, you know, 13 to 15 of these in every one of their suits but not actually go after those people for their unregistered security listing, crush them without any sort of due process, right? Right. No, 100%. And here's her direct quote in the Uniswap. She said, quote, Congress and the courts haven't made a determination whether crypto tokens are securities, commodities, or something else. And so you could read that one way or the other. You could say, oh, well, the courts are going to decide it. And that's often what happens in regulation uh, by enforcement. Uh, or we really have to wait for Congress to come down and act. And so um, uh, I, I just think, listen, I have confirmation bias. Uh, some of me, some of this full disclosure could be wishful thinking. I don't know. But I really, really believe, as I said months ago, that that there's a shot here. There's a real shot. Uh, and I'm telling you that if this judge says that the SEC lacks jurisdiction, it is the biggest thing we could have, even if it's a split decision. If she says, well, I'm gonna allow you to present the staking case because you know maybe a jury could, 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 your claims are plausible because that's all the SEC has to prove, right? And that's why attorneys think that this is usually a slam dunk for the SEC because the standard is, and that's what the SEC's lawyer is going to say today, judge, the only thing we have to show at this hearing is that we have a plausible claim here. And, and, uh, but with that said, uh, I'm very optimistic that we have something big here. How much does the Kraken settlement act as precedent here? Because I don't think they actually technically admitted wrongdoing, right? So right. they just basically settled and moved on. And that was for people unclear it's really staking as a service, right? We haven't really gotten any clarity on staking itself. If you go stake directly in the Ethereum contract, I haven't seen anybody really angry about right. that. It's when a third party does the staking for you. And certainly if they take a fee of some sort, then all of a sudden it's a securities offering of some sort. Is that? Yeah. And in the crack, I mean, listen, Kraken thought they were buying peace. Let's all be honest, right? <laughs> they thought they were buying peace. Here's $50 million. Uh, because I'm going to have to spend 150 million in, in in fees, and and with the with the Kraken thing, even Joe Lubin came out of consensus saying that he thought it was a good decision by the SEC to because the staking Kraken. I guess they had a lot of discretion. I don't. I'm not an expert. You're probably better at it than I am, Scott. They had out. enough discretion. I think that people viewed them as basically investing on your behalf. Right. Which, and so, if you have a situation, whereas Coinbase is more of just maybe the middleman, and there's no management, there's no discretion in the staking service, and so therefore, it's a it's a better case for crypto or for staking in the Coinbase situation than it was the Kraken situation. Uh, but that that probably is for sure going to get denied. So I would be shocked, even though I'm optimistic, I'd be shocked if the judge flat out just did not uh, grants the motion to dismiss in whole. Uh, so I, I think our best case scenario is she says we go for it on the staking element because you can make a case that it's plausible that Coinbase is interaction somehow. They're relying on Coinbase, not that they'll be successful, the SEC, but they can make a case 
uh, plausible case versus these 13 tokens are per se outside the statutory reach uh, of the SEC. What's our worst case scenario today? Worst case scenario is that uh, she just uh, didn't, you know, I don't think she's going to decide today. Now, it's interesting. It Usually you're going to give a judge about a month from the oral argument to where you see a decision. It could be three weeks. It could be six weeks. But sometimes judges, if they've already made up their mind by the briefing, then they have their opinion already done. And then they take the oral argument and they ask some pointed questions where they can fill in the gaps of their order. That could happen. And we could see a decision sooner than that. But worst case scenario is the judge says, you know, she says some things that are bad for the SEC globally and and what would be called dicta, where she makes these editorial comments of the SEC's conduct and their inconsistency and their lack of regulatory clarity and their their, their uh, regulation by enforcement, but says it's a fact-determined decision that I have to make. They could make a case that each one of these tokens is a security, so I'm going to allow it to go forward, get some discovery, and then she could rule at a summary judgment, sort of like uh, Judge Torres did, where she finds that uh, Solana on exchanges and Cardano on exchanges does not satisfy uh, all of the prongs of Howie. So worst case scenario, it's denied and we move forward and we have to have, you know, Coinbase will spend $100 million, $200 million in discovery. There'll be 10 depositions on each side. We'll, we'll see lots of uh, rulings on discoverable issues. And then in, in a, a year, 18 months, two years, we'll have a summary judgment decision. I was going to say, but we'll be doing this for years. Yeah. And the Ripple case will remain the precedent and it'll still be altcoin palooza. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I think the worst case scenario is there, there's there's nothing bad that's going to happen for crypto today. Nothing. Right. And, and her decision is not going to change anything for the negative, but it could change thing everything for the positive. How often do we get a court case about our industry when there's only upsides? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So so it's it's good, but it's it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see some good quotes. I think you're going to have lots of material, my friend, to talk about. I can't wait. And dude, I know you got to go. So I'm going to let you go a little early. I just want to tell people they've been asking where you can uh, stream it. I don't know if you can stream it, but you can listen to it. So you can listen into the hearing live at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's in 36 minutes for those of you who are not in our time zone uh, by dialing 888 888- 363-4749. That's 888-363-4749. The access code is 512-3533. You can find that on Meta Lawman's account. John, man, uh, yeah, appreciate and- it. I know that you got rushed it to get it in. No, thanks. But let, and let me just say, why am I here? And I haven't even promoted it much, but I sent out a, a Google form. I tweeted it out saying, if you want to be Amicus as a Coinbase customer, and we got over 5,000 Coinbase customers who, who want to be heard in this case. So that's why I'm going on behalf of them. And uh, I want the judge to see that there are customers who, who want to be heard at some point later in the case if she doesn't uh, grant the motion to dismiss. Hopefully that's, she that's grant, grants the motion and I got just, nothing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I Googled it. Uh, here we are. It's from October. Thousands of Coinbase users sign up, potential amicus, curate and legal fight right. with SEC. This is you. And just for context, this is effectively what you did to create that groundswell for XRP. And many would argue is the reason that they won if you had not had this uh, sort of voice for the customers, correct? That, uh, some have, have said that. Maybe that's an overstatement. I don't know. but uh, I've said it. I've <laughs> said it. John's a legend, and we should all thank him. And you did it for nothing, man. You just did it for, for the love, right? That's why you got Absolutely. the brass knuckles on your around your neck. Uh, absolutely. I'll, li- I'll loan them to the Coinbase lawyers today. <laughs> all right. Absolutely love it, man. Go, Thanks, go man. to court and uh, keep us updated. All right, man? I'll all be right. uh, closely tracking your ex account. Thanks. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks, John. Bye. Wow, guys, absolutely huge day. I don't understand how this isn't the biggest uh, topic of conversation in the industry, but I do really think that it was overshadowed largely by uh, the ETF. Since we got a couple minutes before uh, Chris is going to go on, first of all, I'm going to tell you guys, you can see up here, the Wolf of All Streets times Dev E. You can read the thing right down below. You know that I don't often take sponsors, but um, we've been meeting with them for a very long time, uh, talking to them as a brand new layer one. 
It's the most uh, regulatory compliant in the world. They've licensed literally everywhere in every jurisdiction they can operate. And the main point being that it's environmentally friendly and solves all the ESG issues for everybody who has them, whether they agree with them or whether they don't. Really big issue, certainly all over Europe. But, you know, some stats, 8 million TPS with sub-second finality. I love this one. One third billionth the energy and CO2 of Bitcoin, third party ISO certified. One ten millionth the cost of Ethereum. Compliant charting solution for all industries in any legal jurisdiction. And this is all uh, extensive U.S. and global patents. We're talking about the former head of the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, the guy who built the Kindle, the former CIO of Starbucks, the former president of Universal Pictures, head of research at Cointelegraph. Those are the people who are building this thing. We don't have an affiliate link. I don't have any upside uh, in you clicking on it. It literally is just the link to their site and everything down below. But this, uh, to, in my mind, is going to be one of the biggest narratives of the coming cycle. Uh, and I think they're going to be huge, obviously, competing with all the other layer ones. But uh, just ask you guys to check them out right down below. Link, of course, in the description. Also, before I bring on Chris, there's one other thing I got to talk about today. It's going to take about two and a half minutes. You might puke when we're watching it, but I got to show you Jamie Dimon's interview on CNBC really quick. Here we go, guys. This is the CEO of JP Morgan. Bitcoin triggered him so much, he said the word shit. Here we go. Cryptocurrencies, there are two types. There's a cryptocurrency which might actually do something. Think of a cryptocurrency as an embedded smart contract in it, and that we can use it to buy and sell real estate to move data. That may have value. The idea of tokenizing. Tokenizing things, things that, that you do something with. And then there's one which does nothing. I call it the pet rock, the Bitcoin or something like that. And so on the Bitcoin, you know, there's first, and I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke here. There are use yes, cases, are. AML, fraud, anti-money laundering, tax avoidance, sex trafficking. Those are real use cases. And you see it being used for hundreds, maybe 50, 100 billion dollars right. a year for that. That is the end use case. Everything else is people train among themselves. So, Speculating. You yeah. Now, okay. Now, my last statement, the last time I ever talk about Bitcoin is I defend your right to do Bitcoin. I think, you know, you do Bitcoin. Okay. okay. I don't want to tell you what to do. So my personal advice is be don't get involved. Right. But I don't want to tell any one of you what to do. It's a free country. What do you make of, so, what do you make of that's Black, why, what do you make of the other firms, the Black Rocks of the world that, that obviously, and, and Larry, Larry Fink changed his view of this, obviously. Yeah. And maybe he changed his view because you think he genuinely believes in Bitcoin or, genu or believed it because he thinks that there's a marketplace for it and he wants to be part of that market. But what do you think of the, and there's a, about a dozen big financial companies, Fidelity no, included. No, number one, I don't care. So just please stop talking about this shit. And, <laughs> and I don't know what he would say about he just said, I don't care. Please stop talking about this shit after going on a minute and a half rant about it. But here we go. Blockchain versus currencies that do something versus Bitcoin that does nothing. And maybe that not different than me. But, you know, this is what makes a market. People have opinions. I, this is the last time I'm ever going to state my opinion. Gold yeah, right. Do anything either. Yeah, but gold's limited in supply. So is Bitcoin. And it's been used. Uh, so you think so, huh? I do. I think there's a good chance that when Bitcoin... When we get to that 20 to million bitcoins, no, that Satoshi is going to come on there, Satoshi. laugh hysterically, go quiet, all bitcoins going to be erased. I think, man, how the hell do you know it's going to stop at 21? I've, I've never met one person who told me they know for a fact they take that. Mathematically, it's it, it, it's not it can't happen because by the last one will be mined in 2150, and it, it it gets harder and harder every time there's another halving. Yeah. But but Jamie, it, look, looking you back guys, over, you guys do what you want. I'll do what I want. As for gold, you can the, the six characteristics that make gold valuable for four thousand years. They're yeah. all present in Bitcoin. That's all I'll say. And I love you, and I don't want to. You, 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 and I also don't. I don't also don't want to be a. You, you may, Joe, Joe. You may be right. Yeah. Like I don't own gold either. So okay. Uh, that's what I mean. Couple, couple of quick final questions, guys. In case you're wondering, Satoshi says you can do Bitcoin, but that you shouldn't give a shit. I mean. So it's incredible to me, just for context, that the most powerful players on the planet in finance are literally having to talk about Bitcoin every single day. He's at Davos at the World Economic Forum, sitting out in the freezing ass cold and has to answer for Bitcoin for two and a half minutes. I love that they didn't ask him why JP Morgan is the AP for BlackRock and other ETFs, but I guess they just let that one slip. Guys, we had John Deaton, legend number one. Now we've got legend number two. 
Christopher Inks, Texas West Capital here to tell you what the hell is going on in the markets. How are you doing, man? What do you think of Jamie Dimon? Do you think uh, you like him? <laughs> man, he is a funny little man, ain't he? Um, I mean, you know, people free. You know, he, he's right. It's, it's what makes a market, right? Doing I do what you like think that he said whatnot, that. But, uh, I give him credit. Man, him. But just with the uh, – I think he – man, I hate to say it, but I think he's just old. I mean, he, I think he's just old. He doesn't get it. You know, um, he doesn't understand, uh, you know, what Bitcoin is or, or, you know, how it comes to be really, uh, you know, but he's willing to make money on it. Like you said, AP, right? So, uh, he's going to make money on it. He's not stupid, but, um, you know, and then he'll say, oh, it's the business. You know, it's not me personally. I don't like it. I don't think you should be with it, but you know, it's the business that's deciding to do this, you know, our company. So yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right, we can move on from Jamie Hypocrite Diamond. I mean, listen, he can hate it and also want to make money and let his company do what his customers demand. That, that That's, right. That's right. I'll give him that. You know what I mean? I love that they triggered him enough. They said, yeah, let's stop asking me about this shit. This is the last time I'm going to answer it. He's going to be talking about it like literally to his wife in bed tonight. I'm quite sure. <laughs> you know, it's living, Bitcoin's living rent free in uh, JP Morgan's head. All right, man, let's look at some charts. What, do you, what are we looking at today? It's been a pretty, uh, Obviously, muted response after I think the uh, ETF hearing. People expected yeah. a God candle up to sixty thousand. A lot of people thought we dumped to thirty-two, and we just ended up doing nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, like I tweeted out last week, you know, uh, these are you know securities, right? They, these are they've got settlements. Um, GBTC is T one, uh, T plus one, and I think pretty much everybody else is T plus two. So anything, I mean, so so you're going to see the outflows. You're going to see the selling going on. Um, you know, in, in terms of the ETFs there, uh, you know, the, within, within a day or so, you know, of last week of it going live. So last Thursday, so a day Friday, um, but it wasn't until, you know, yesterday and today you start seeing any, any of the buying being reflected in those ETFs. So, um, you know, we have to remember, it's not just spot, it's not just futures, it's not just whatever options, whatever's available out there that makes the market, right? It's, it's the culmination of all of it. And um, so people are going to, you know, trade based on um, a lot of times on what they think the charts are showing them. And if charts are showing them that they're selling, they're going to think, oh, it's selling, you know, not, not thinking, oh, God, you know, when's actually the, the buying going to show up in the, in the uh, ETF. So, um, you know, but just there's really quickly, I, I don't want to interrupt you before you go into the chart, but just so people know, I mean, they did $10 billion in yeah. volume in the first three days. I mean, this is astounding yeah. interest. We all know that volume is what brings interest, right? The yeah. traders are going to come if there's volume here. And from last I saw on the first three days, it was about 850 million net inflows. Yeah. And you guys have to remember that in my mind, you can view the ETF as one thing, as grayscale, even though it's now an ETF, as another. Because there's been people who have just been waiting to get out of GBTC who are trading that discount or have literally been locked in there because there were no redemptions for yep. years who are literally just going to sell it and not necessarily go into other ones. So it's skewed. Yeah. To me, it's skewed to the downside. If that GBTC unlock happened and we didn't have any ETFs to buy, we'd still see those same outflows. So those outflows don't yeah. even count in my mind. And this is 800 million net of that. So it's pretty big. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think everybody, you know, made way too big a deal. You know, again, it was kind of like, um, you know, when we talked about GBTC uh, just over a year ago, when it was hitting that bottom and everybody's like, oh, my God, you know, it's, it's going to it's going to die off. They're going to sell it off because everything is going on. They need to sell it. Um, so all that so that they can, you know, pay back all these uh, issues they're going to have because they're going to court, you know, with the whole Gemini thing and 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 all that the lending and all that. Um, and, you know, and back then I said, no, I said, it's crazy. I said, you know, this is this is the bottom here. It's going to go up from here because it makes no damn sense. You're, you're making five, six hundred million a year on fees. The worst they're going to do is sell it as a whole somewhere else. They're not going to, you know, sell off the Bitcoin. It didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that same emotional reaction then I think was the same real emotional reaction that you see from people today with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, basically hit the top of the channel that we've had on here forever. R2 pivot on the daily, pulled back to the, uh, the daily pivot in this uh, ascending support here. And I mean, that's all we've done so far. We've got um, locally here, we've got some hidden, uh, hidden bullish divergence here. We've got slightly higher highs on the lows here. We've got uh, slightly lower lows. So we've had some, I've just got one line here, but there's a couple of different hidden bullish divergences along the line here that have kind of given this higher and higher. But right now, 
um, the pullbacks in three waves. I mean, th that's what it is. I mean, if you if we're to zoom in on this, it's it's uh, three waves, and so that means potentially corrective. Let me see if I can get this thing to show up. There we go. Um, so potentially corrective. So you know, if we're breaking out up here above, let's just swing high up here, uh, right around forty-seven thousand. I mean, if we're doing that. Ultimately, this just becomes three waves down right here, and we should be heading up higher. Um, so, you know, right now we're just sideways here. We're trying to get through. I, I've been saying we've got to get through this uh, 44,000 area here. If we can pop through this impulsively, should carry us up here to around 40, upper 45s, lower 46s. Um, and if we're getting up there, we should break out. Now, if we don't, though, if we do happen to go down, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just taking, you know, doing it easily here. I'm looking at the uh, S1 pivot on the daily right now, which gets us at the bottom end of this low volume node, right there at around 38.4 or so, and then a secondary target a little bit further down, around 34.5 at that S2 pivot. I, I mean, we could dips to buy, dips to buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could get down here to 30,000, maybe. Um, it's not that it's impossible, but I just, I think with the way things are still going, I, I don't. I don't have such a big conviction that we actually get down. I know people want to get down there. People have been waiting since we broke out here and they haven't bought. They've been looking for that pullback. And so now they're really excited thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to get that chance at a pullback. But here's the thing. If we pull back to that, most of the people waiting to get in there are not going to get in there. They're going to be too scared. They're going to go, oh my God, it was almost 50,000 and now it's 30,000. No, it's going to keep going down lower. And, you know, it's just yeah, human it's psychology. You know, it's, it's emotion. It's the way we all, you know, always are. So. Can I can I can I present a slightly bearish uh, case just so we have some no. balance? No, no, you no. can't. Okay, cool. No bears yeah. allowed. No. But I want to look at the weekly <laughs> really quick, right? Uh, we've seen in every basically having cycle that we get this. You know, this is the sixty nine thousand top all the way down to this fifteen thousand four sixty bottom. Usually, it's earlier in the cycle to be fair, but you usually get the sixty one point eight percent retracement back up before a pretty big move that you know that thirty forty percent correction everybody talks about. In the case of 2020, much lower. This actually wicked right into the, that 61.8% fib up to the 65%, the golden pocket, and clearly at a key resistance. And also, you know, at the same time, by the way, I'm now seeing people, which happened two weeks ago, but talking about this golden cross here on the weekly, which for me is lagging into the large uh, time frame. But there is a golden cross yeah. of the 50 and the 200 on the weekly, which would be more bullish. And then you know, on the four hour, we're back below the uh, 250 MA and the 100 if you yep. have it up there. And that hasn't happened since October, right? The last time we yeah. were even testing these things was October, but you weren't even below the 200 since September and a bearish retest sort of there. And then on the daily, you're now below the 50 MA for the first time since September. Yeah, that doesn't mean you won't yeah. get rejected, but those are the things that are giving me a little bit of pause that we might just see that like wick below 40 type of thing that would get people really scared. Yeah, definitely. And it's not that it's not a, it's not that it's impossible. Um, that's why we have our levels, you know, and, and for me, I'm looking for that impulsive breakout above that 44 to say, okay, we're probably going to break out higher. Right. Um, yeah. Now I don't have the full chart here, but this was a chart uh, that I had, gosh, probably Q1 or Q2 of last year I'd posted. You can check whoever wants wow. to check my uh, timeline on Twitter, Sweet. but I'd had these green boxes and I've talked about the steps in the breaking out above the MA and the cloud and all these things uh, moving out of a bear market. And every one of these, the um, prior to the having, we reached the top of the, you know, the cloud there. Every one of them, right? And a little bit above. So I was, you know, the, the target area has been hit of what I gave back there at the beginning of uh, last year, basically. Um, now the question just is, is that it? We pull back now into having um, or, or, you know, do we continue to push up here? You know, right now, uh, higher time frames, you know, daily, weekly, stuff like that. Market structure is fine. Uh, it hasn't broken down yet. Uh, so until it does, I mean, you know, you can prepare for lower. But I think anybody, you know, screaming out, oh, my God, it's got to go down lower now with any confirmation. That's that's how you got hurt, right? That's how you got hurt when you were waiting for the uh, the pullback to 30,000 when we got the breakout. We didn't get that. We talked about that at that time and talked about how we we're probably getting, uh, you know, that accumulation as we, ra as we rallied. Um, so, you know, I just, I don't know. I see a lot of really emotional takes out there. A lot of, oh, this is definitely happening without confirmation. And those same people, unfortunately for new traders, those that are inexperienced are going to see, and if they get it right, you know, they've got a chance to get it right. And it goes down, they'll be beating their chest. Oh, look, I told you, I told you. And new traders are going to see that. And they're going to go, oh, yeah, look, they knew what they were talking about. And all it was, was a guess, no confirmations. And that's the concerning part as a trader. You know, you don't sit in here for 
10, 20, 30, 40 years, uh, you know, and, and, you know, just kind of guess and, and continue to stay in. You can't do that. So, um, you know, yes, possibly down lower, but I'm looking for confirmation. Yeah, like I said, man, it's me going, hey, if there's going to be a dip, where should I bid this? Not, nothing yeah. to do with uh, shorting or thinking we're going into a bear market. Just saying, hey, if there's a little more downside, where should I be bid? Yeah, and so here's the other thing. Real quick here, the weekly on the BLX here is right there around that 34,500 area. So, I mean, initially, everything else aside, if we were to get rejected here and pull back, I mean, that's my first thought is, is that pivot area, and that should hold. And if that holds, holy crap, we're running the R5. You know, we're running, what's this, at least 100 and, uh, at least 100 and almost 117,000. Um, I'm willing to bet that we probably do that if, if we do pull back to the, the weekly pivot here and then break out higher again. So, Why not? I mean, grand scheme of things, it's a pullback, guys. This is the bull market. You're going to get caught up in the short little movements of Bitcoin, lose a lot of money along the way, miss a lot of profits along the way. All because you're trying to be cute on the short time frames. Keep the bigger picture when it comes to Bitcoin. What else you got up there? We told Chris, we said, listen, three best, three best ideas, <laughs> you know, which was our original ethos. So we, we're gonna get them now. So yesterday we had some fun. We had some fun with Save, right? We had some fun with Spirit Airlines. Um, but oh if you God. look at the Spirit, chart, Spirit Airlines, did you see that Spirit Airlines and the meme coin bonk had the same market cap yesterday after yeah. the drop on Spirit? I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one's a bigger meme. You and I joked, right? Yeah. It's gotta be right. Um, but if we're serious about it, I can get five waves down here as a diagonal as like a, you know, just, just five waves coming down here, potentially bullish SFP here. This is the monthly. Right. So it has to close the month the above weekly. that line. Yeah. 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 If the, yeah. If it closes above it. Right. And potential here on the weekly. Definitely here uh, on the daily. Which we've got this here. And by the way, each one of these are printing bullish divergence on RSI here. There's your daily. There's your weekly. And there's your monthly monthly going all the way back to March of 2020. Um. Dropping on down to the four hour. Again, we ran the S pivots here. We're coming up. Look at the volume on the drop and look on the next candle. Huge amount of volume coming back up, completely reversed from selling to demand and control. A little bit of pullback today. We'll see if we get some further up there. But again, really oversold. Zooming into the one hour uh, gap down a little bit here. So, you know, we want to watch it, but I think there's a good potential, especially on these uh, weekly and monthly timeframes here. Uh, I would be watching that because we may be creating a lowdown here. Um, and if we are, you know, I think easily $46, $47 is pretty easy. Uh, I think there's Nothing a good chance. Nothing inherently might happened to Spirit here, right? I, I didn't dig so deeply into it. It's just that the deal with JetBlue effectively got blocked for antitrust yeah. and this dumps to hell, but it didn't make Spirit a worse business overnight. It just meant the deal went, didn't go through, correct? Yeah, it's just I, what I everybody's really expecting didn't happen. Yeah. 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 So, um, to me, you know, I'm, I'm watching this good. You know, we, we got, we got, uh, we nailed the uh, dollar general on the show. Uh, what was it? A oh few months God. back. We got, uh, I got PayPal, not too, uh, a little bit after that, I guess they're on, on Twitter, you know, and just a lot of these that, um, I've been finding these bottoms here over the last, you know, year, year and a half. Um, and I'm watching this one and, and I think, um, there's something to watch here. I don't know that it happens today, but I want to see how the weekly closes. If we can get a bullish SFP on the weekly. I definitely want to watch that monthly close. But man, when you're getting down to that low time frame, I mean, uh, like this is a 15 minute right here. You know, you can call one, two, three, four, five, A, B, C. I mean, so that's that's a one and a two there. Um, if that low was in potentially here, uh, five waves up will get us $13. Almost fills in this fair value gap here all the way up here to, you know, $15 and... 15 15 dollars yeah. and 20 cents so i think there's a lot of potential here we'll see if we get it we'll see if we get it. it's early but i think if you're looking for some some kind of play that you can sit in for a while this is potentially one and so uh, just pay attention um i had to choose i i like i like i like coin riot uh, you know all those uh, clsk um, concept so yeah yeah pgh yeah um, when I'm looking at all these, so I, I picked coin to show today. This is the three-day chart here, just to give us a little bit easier look at it. Uh, it looks like we got a one, two, one, two, and then out of this, uh, you know, three of three up here, 
Looks like we've got a 38-2 pullback, wave four, ABC. So if we're breaking out above 161.38, we should be good to go up here to 241 as, a, as an initial target, 295 as a secondary target, just to kind of get this wave three of the larger wave three done. And so when you're talking about Bitcoin, um, if this turns, if this happens to work out here, the idea that Bitcoin's going to pull back, you know, 30,000 or something doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Uh, because Bitcoin and, and coin should both be rallied. It doesn't mean they're going to do the exact same movements, but they should be rallying imagine together. We should be getting today. Coinbase flying up and, and Bitcoin crashing. Yeah. Ma imagine if man, Coinbase, yeah, Coinbase gets good news against the SEC today. Woo. You know, the craziest thing would be that the judge says, uh, you know, okay, yeah, you know, it's dismissed now because, uh, you know, because it's on the pleadings today. Um, but, you know, that's. that's really unlikely to happen but man if it did I, I mean i could see coinbase and bitcoin just like shooting up like stupid um so Absolutely. not saying it's going to happen again but man if it did love it they should have love real to see it though back. love to see it what else you got there um and then i've got a, i've got stg usdt here and uh this is stargate um i don't know what it does but the chart Nobody looks knows, but it's provocative <laughs> so we've got this initial one two here that gives us a minimum expected wave three target up around $4.61. Minimum expected, of course. You know, these things are probably, um, you know, have blow off tops, all these charts uh, with, with Bitcoin uh, with the Bitcoin and the altcoins and whatnot. So it'll probably go up higher. But nonetheless, minimum at least of $4.61. Locally here, um, I think we've probably got a one and a two here. And then this is one, two, three, four, probably getting a five up here. So we might see a little bit further up and a pullback. And that pullback is the one where you'd want to buy. Um, and again, that would just get us something like, um, let's do something maybe like this. One, two, get this down a couple here. And then right here, we'd get you this uh, more interior two type thing. But yeah, I, I think we probably get a pullback. Let me see, what's this rally so far? This gets us up here at about, uh, it's about 70 and a half right now. It's about 70 and a half right now. Um, you could potentially head up here to 78.6, which is about 60, almost 65 cents. Um, and then I'd look for a pullback probably down here around this 56 cent area. And then somewhere around there is where I'd be looking for that reversal and to go long on that. And then you just, just kind of hold on for a while because even locally here uh, with this, First interior one, two here, that'll give you a three. Minimally up here at about $1.26 or so, five up at around $1.58, which gets us just beyond the all-time high there. Uh, I think it's, is that the all-time? Yeah, all-time high there. So um, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential upside here. And this is one of the better ones. I think we're closer to getting the pullback for a big bigger move up. So again, if you're looking for an easier way to make some money, you know, that's how you do it. A lot of people want to come in and they want to, you know, day trade their way to wealth. Most people don't do that. Most people can't. Uh, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of impatience. Um, you know, the easier way to do it is to find the the lows, find the good pullbacks, find the bottoms, get in there and just let it sit for a bit um, for a longer, you know, positional trade rather than just some kind of day trade. So, um, so I yeah, got I, two I, things. Two things to do here, Chris. Two things to do. I'm going to make you help me. Okay, in a minute, I'm going to look at ETH just because I want to. But our new thing here is we're giving away $100 at the end of every stream. Oh, wow. My money. It's good faith uh, to the community, uh, of course. Can I get in on that? Maybe maybe it brings more people, so great. But so what we're going to do, I'm going to ask, we're going to ask a stupid question, uh, and I'm going to make you choose the best comment. And the person <laughs> okay. who wins just has to email Mike at thewolfofallstreets.io. We are going to check that it's actually you. But before I go into ETH, to give people a chance to comment, this is the question of the day to win $100 in the comments. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto and why do you think so? <laughs> All right. So who is Satoshi Nakamoto and why do you think so? I'm going to look at ETH while you guys look at the comments. But who is Satoshi Nakamoto and why do you think so? Is it Jamie Diamond? Is it Larry Fink? Is it the NSA? Is it Krusty the Clown? I have no idea. It's up to you guys, but go ahead and throw those on. And I just want to tell you guys, yes, I've been a huge ETH homer. It's not because I believe in the tech or that I uh, was there for the ICO or that I care. 
Guys, this is the weekly ETH chart. I'm just going to tell you once again, it's only been oversold on RSI four times in history. Those were all bottoms. We have bullish divergence with oversold RSI, huge pop on the ETF, which we got a hint of when there was the fake news, right at resistance now, major descending resistance. RSI has already broken the exact same resistance, and this bullishly engulfed two and a half months of price action in a single candle. Two months of price action in a single candle. I am just really bullish on ETH. ETH USD still pushing through that sort of 215, 225, 16 level. I don't know, man. ETH just looks really good. All right, now we're going to start reading some of your guys' con comments. I can't get them all. Dr. Craig Wright. Oh, my God. Elizabeth Warren's <laughs> evil twin. Texas West, it's you. Oh, it's me. His love of Scott Melker, his love of altcoins hides his true Bitcoin maxi life. <laughs> Elizabeth, we got a few uh, Elizabeth Warren, Gary Gensler, Jamie David, and uh, Clayton Epstein. Yusko says Ooh. it's the NS NSA. Uh, someone said SpongeBob. I, I wish I could see these all. They're coming in so fast. It's SpongeBob SquarePants because it can't be proven to be. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Melker Satoshi. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, we got the guy Chuck, Chuck Norris because he got sick of cold. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adam Beck. That could just be true. Uh, Jamie Diamond and Gary Gensler's creepy uncle. You're gonna have to just choose one, man. You can close your eyes. We can scroll. You can tell me. Uh, let me see here. It could be you, man. It could be me, it's right? Fire, yeah, we'll just fire, no. fire um, Gary Gensler. I think. Uh, let me see here. Stick. I think, man. Oh man, Epstein was crazy. Answer. Um, <laughs> is that Scrooge where he got all his money from? Uh, let's, let's go ahead and go with uh man just because uh i hate the guy let's go with gary gensler all right who said it now i gotta find who said it can you yeah, say the name find who the first one to say that was oh, i saw a few it. in there uh, you just gotta pick a name i'm putting you on the spot they'll love I you gotta, don't worry do what you just gotta say the name okay let me find Doesn't the name matter, here um mike is it just mike fire gary gensler let's <laughs> wow, it's Mike. And Mike, to get your 100 bucks, which we'll send you immediately in crypto, you have to email Mike at the wolf of all streets.io. You're basically just emailing yourself. Guys, we're going to do this every single day at the end of the stream. Maybe three more of you will show up. That would be awesome. But you might remember in the last bull market, Emmy and I did this pretty much every day because it's fun. It's fun. So, Greg, Greg, congratulations to Mike. So, someone says to set up. Mike just, we just chose Mike and he's sending himself some money. No, is it, wait, is that, is that, is no, that, no, 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 it's a different guy. Different oh, guy. Oh, I'm about to say, same wait a minute. Name, different guy, Mike. same name. I'm just, just trolling, <laughs> just trolling. All right, guys, that's everything that we've got for you today. Of course, check out Debbie down in the description. Amazing to have a, a great sponsor. Again, please follow Texas West Capital. I'm going to probably go buy Spirit Airlines today, to be honest. Not I wasn't that, thinking about it yesterday. I'm not going to buy Bonk, but I might buy uh, Spirit Airlines. <laughs> yeah. So awesome, guys! Thank you so much, everybody. Of course, we do have uh, we do have a uh, Twitter uh, Spaces uh, in 20 minutes. And for those who missed it, the Coinbase hearing starts at 10. You can go back. I don't have it in front of me again, but there was the phone number there that you could dial in and listen to it. Maybe we'll even uh, stream a bit. Make of sure it. you're listening to it. Yep. Yeah, man, it's gonna be huge. I'm just gonna like uh, listen to all the lawyers and see their takes and get the uh, hot takes. You know, uh, the easier way to do it. So just follow John Deaton, guys. That's all we got for you today, Chris. Thank you very much. See you guys soon. Peace. Congratulations, Mike. That's dope.